0: This is Life Spring number sixty (laughs) three. Hi there. This is Steve Webb, and I'm your host, and this is LifeSpring, in case you hadn't guessed that. This show's for you if you're wondering about God, if you're curious about Jesus, or if you're just looking for hope. And if you already know Jesus is the one you rely on, well, you've found a place to kick off your shoes and relax just a little bit. Remember, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Life springs about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. What do you find here? Well, as always, you'll find music, you'll find conversation, and reasons to believe as we hit you right between the ears with the message of hope, love, and good news. Today we're back to the Marriage Mini-Series. Last week was great, wasn't it? Talk to Adrena Thorpe, and uh, I tell you what, I got to uh, talk to somebody whose music I love, and today I'm going to be talking about the love of my life, the lady Leanne, the lovely lady Leanne. I'm going to talk to you about today about uh, some of the things that Leanne and I do to keep our marriage uh, fun and fresh and alive and vibrant, and I'm uh, going to get into some of the, uh, some of the specifics without getting too personal. I tell you what, though, uh, before we do that, I just want to say that this is the second to the last show in the series. Uh, next week, I have invited my brother-in-law, Steve O'Brien, for, uh, for the show next week. Now, Steve is the associate pastor at the church I attend, uh, which happens to be called Lifespring, by the way. And Steve has a master's degree. He's been counseling for lots and lots and lots of years. And uh, I think he's just celebrated his 25th wedding anniversary. So this is a guy who's counseled people that have had marriage problems. Uh, he himself has a very successful marriage. Uh, he, as I say, has a master's degree in counseling, and uh, he's 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 the guy that we're going to be talking to next week about uh, keeping your marriage uh, healthy and alive. But before we get to talking about marriage, I'd like to invite you to check out the MySpace page for the podcast. Just go to MySpace.com slash Lifespring and take a look. If you have a MySpace page, um, you can add me as a friend or, uh, you know, just that whole networking thing. Uh, like I said last week, I'm still kind of new at this thing, but I think I, already I'm up to like 135 or so friends in, in just one week. So that's that's pretty fun. Um, but it's just another way that, that you and I can, can connect a little bit. So check that out, MySpace.com slash Lifespring. Also, check out the Frapper map at Frapper.com slash Podcast Family, all one word. Go ahead and pin yourself there on that map and uh, see who else is there. i uh, been kind of stagnant there the last few days, so uh, go ahead, go by there. Check out who else is listening and, and put yourself on the map. And that's just something fun that uh, lots of us are doing, so uh, give that a try. And as you know, last week, uh, let's see, I did the Adrena Thorpe interview that I've talked about uh, already uh, today, Uh, I've got some pictures up there. Uh, Timothy, my youngest boy, took a few pictures while uh, Adrino was here. So check that out on my Flickr page. That's uh, Flickr.com. That's F-L-I-C-K-R. Oh, by the way, Frapper is spelled F-R-A-P-P-R.com. And Flickr is kind of silly, isn't it? Leave out the E. But anyway, that's what they do. Flickr, F-L-I-C-K-R.com slash photos slash Lifespring and uh, you can see some of the pictures that uh, Timothy took of Adrena Thorpe and myself. So it's fun. Uh, It's fun to do all of these interactive things, you know, just as I said, just another way that we can kind of connect, get a little bit of uh, back and forth going, and uh, I I encourage you to do that. Uh, I like the interactive nature of those things. Now, you don't really need to remember those links. Just remember one link, one page you have to go to, and that's lifespringpodcast.com. All of these links will be there. So just remember, what are you listening to? Well, you're listening to the Lifespring Podcast. Just go to lifespringpodcast.com, and uh, the the Frapper Map link will be there, the Flickr thing, the MySpace thing, it's all there. And by the way, as long as you're at it, there's a vote button there for the podcast alley uh, voting uh, system. If you haven't already voted this month, go ahead and do that. Not going to spend a lot of time there, but I do want to say thank you. Uh, there's a um, a function there where you can leave a comment on the podcast, and I want to thank there's many of you who have put in some very very nice comments about the Lifespring podcast. There, I read those. And I have to tell you, it really touches my heart to read some of the things that you guys are saying about the podcast and um, keep that up. That's that's a good thing to do. I I appreciate it. And it encourages other people as they're shopping around for good podcasts to listen to when they read those good comments that you leave there. uh, It encourages them to go ahead and give it a listen. So uh, keep it up. I really enjoy that. I thank you for doing that. I also uh, hope that you have been enjoying the In Touch With God's Character podcasts. Uh, If you're subscribed to the LifeSpring podcast, you'll get them automatically. If you're going direct, uh, you know, doing direct downloads, which I know many of you are, uh, you'll just have to remember to check the website every couple of days. You never know when I'm going to put one of those in touch with God's character podcasts up. It's kind of uh, you know when I get um, when I get inspired to do it, and uh, it's it's been uh, one or two days a week, and it's it's been fun, and I'm getting a lot of good uh, comments. So I hope you're enjoying those yourself. Uh, now, if you don't want to have to remember to go check the uh, the website. Subscribe to the Lifespring Podcast feed. You can do that right at well how about lifespringpodcast dot com If you need any help doing that, just drop me an email at steve dot at gmail dot com I'll get you all hooked up okay and oh by the way, um if you want to be on the lifespring podcast newsletter email list. Uh, let me know by sending a little email to steve.lifespring and gmail.com. I'll put you on the, the newsletter list. I don't sell your email address to anybody. It's not going to anybody. It's just staying right here. And um, I just like to send a little newsletter out once a month or so. Now, I think that's all the uh, the housekeeping that I have to do. Let's get started with a really nice bit of Christmas jazz. I met this guy last Sunday here in Riverside. Our church was invited by a really hip new shopping mall to come down and and sing some Christmas music, and our youth has a puppet show that they put together for Christmas, and and they were invited to do that there as well. So I was down there uh, setting up the sound equipment, and while we were setting up, this guy walks up, and we start talking. Seems like he's going to be playing some music for the shoppers before our showtime. Now, I think he played a couple of sets, and and they were really fantastic. This guy's name is Rodney Taylor. His website is RodneyTaylor.us, and the song is O Holy Night from his Unwrapped for Christmas CD. Now, I think you're really going to like this. Uh, it's It's a really cool treatment of a very traditional Christmas hymn. Now, before you scroll forward because you think that it's just the same old, same old, let it get going. It begins and it sounds very, very traditional, but give it a few seconds and I promise you it very quickly moves into some very, very nice jazz. But right now, I want you to hear Rodney Taylor doing Oh Holy Night. It's beautiful. Nice. i told you you got going that's rodney taylor with some very pod safe music on the life spring podcast rodney taylor is the saxophone player there and he has gotten a fantastic cd there it's called unwrapped for christmas you can pick that up at RodneyTaylor.us. And uh, good guy, good guy, very cool dude. He has got some uh, great chops. I mean, in terms of qualifications, he's done some great stuff. You can also pick up his CD, Blow by Blow, at the iTunes Music Store or also at his website. All right, well, let's get going and... Let's talk about how the lovely lady Leanne and I keep the love and the fun and the friendship alive in our marriage. First off, let me say that I firmly, firmly believe that it is a decision. You decide, and you've heard me say that, but it is so important. You decide that you are going to do whatever is necessary to keep your marriage vibrant and fun and romantic. If you don't decide to do these things, your marriage is probably going to settle into the inevitable rut. No one likes being in a rut, but that's what life does, right? We all have jobs that we have to do. We've all got to keep up the house or the apartment or the condo, wherever it is we live. Maintenance needs to happen and it's so easy to just fall into taking care of life and to forget about maintaining our marriage and so we need to decide that we're going to do what it takes to keep the rut from getting so deep. A marriage in a rut is not what God intended for you. Jesus said that he came to give us life, overflowing an abundant life. That includes us married folks too. Just because he get married doesn't mean that life all of a sudden has to get serious and boring. No, it's supposed to be fun. Now most human beings crave the things that a good marriage provides. Most people crave a confidant, someone to laugh with, someone to cry with, someone to lift us up, to encourage us to be our best, someone to defend us, someone who thinks that we are the best looking person on the planet. Someone who puts up with our foibles. Someone who sees us when we wake up in the morning with our hair all askew and our eyes swollen with sleep, and they still love us. Someone who will share our victories and our defeats, and then emphasize the victories and not dwell on the defeats. Someone who sees us getting older and tells us that we're getting better, and they really mean it. These are a few of the things that help to make life worth living. You can be that for your mate. But it's going to have to be a decision. Because every human being has times when they are not easy to be with. When those difficult times come, and they will, if you have not already decided to make it through those times no matter what, it's really easy to walk away or to look somewhere else for a better deal, an easier partner. Believe me, there is no one who is easy to be with 100% of the time. As perfect as I am, (laughs) I'm not easy to be with 100% of the time. And as perfect as the lovely lady Leanne is, there's, oh, I don't know, maybe one tenth of 1% of the time where she's not easy to be with. You believe that? No, we all have our times. Here's a worst case scenario. If you don't keep things going well, one of you will become bored enough that they'll start looking somewhere else for that excitement and for those things that I just listed. If you don't tell your, your partner, your, your wife, your husband, how wonderful they are and how special they are, and how you know that you are blessed to be able to have them in your life. They're going to want to hear that somewhere else. Well, you say that, well, it shouldn't be work if you love each other. It should just happen. If it's work, then it's not romantic. Well, listen, it's not a matter of whether it's romantic or not. If you want romance... You have to put the work in. It's a little bit like a car. Lots of us, when we're looking to buy a new car, well, we do the research, you know. We read the magazines. We look at the brochures. We do some internet research. We talk to friends. We do everything we can to find out about that prospective new chariot that we want to buy. That's kind of like the the courtship time, the flirting time. And well, then we make the decision to acquire that shiny collection of metal and glass and plastic, maybe some leather. We bring it home and we're so proud. We smile as we drive it into the driveway for the first time, hoping the neighbors are out so they can see what we've brought home. That's kind of like the wedding day. And then we keep that car so clean. We wash it and we polish it and we put tire dressing on it and, you know, armor all, whatever, whatever else you use and... We change the oil right on schedule or maybe even early. We don't let anybody eat in the car or or, or drink sodas or we don't want anything. I mean we, 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 we park way out in the in the North forty when we go to the shopping mall, you know? We do everything we can to maintain that new car condition as long as possible. It's kind of like the honeymoon time, isn't it? Well, if we keep on doing those things, we'll have a long, happy relationship with our car. Well, what would happen if I brought it home and I drove it around and decided, yeah, I'm not going to change the oil anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to wash it. I'm not going to do all that other maintenance type stuff. That's not fun. Well, it wouldn't take long before the shine would be gone off that car, right? That goes first, right? Well then, small mechanical problems would start until finally the engine would start having problems and it would eventually quit. Well, you get the idea. You maintain the car, it's happy. You neglect it, you're in for problems. Same thing with your marriage or any other relationship. There are certain things that you need to do to keep it on the road. So let me tell you a few of the things that work for the lovely lady Leanne and me. First off, you should touch each other often, and I'm not talking about, you know, the kind of touch that has ulterior motives. I'm just talking about soft little touches when you're together, a a hand on the shoulder or on the back, maybe a stroke of the hair, something that just says, I love you. When you're in the store together, standing in a line together, driving together, sitting in a restaurant just a gentle touch maybe you lay your hand on her hand or if he's driving in the car you know you you just kind of put put your hand on his hand as he's got his hand on the on the steering wheel or on the gear shift or whatever just just a touch Something else you want to do is just kind of tease each other and, and I mean verbally just have fun with each other laugh together. Now, no cutting remarks, nothing hurtful, nothing that embarrasses the other person. I'm not talking about that kind of teasing. And especially, don't embarrass the other person in public. Never, 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 never say something in public that will embarrass your wife or husband. That can take a very, very long time to repair. One of the things that Leanne does that I so much appreciate is, you know, sometimes women can get together and begin to cut down their men. Talk about how, you know, their husband is such a slob at home, or he does this, or he does that, or, you know, just just generally cutting men down. Well, Leanne, not only does she not participate in that, but she says, well, Steve doesn't do that. She, she, lets her friends know how special she thinks I am, and I appreciate that about her, and I know that she does that, and that makes me value her just a little bit more. And by the way, you want to do that. Think of the other person as someone of great value. One time I saw a videotape that uh, Gary Smalley did, and, and he talked about the fact that uh, when someone walks into the room, you want to just say, oh, I can't believe I get to be in the same room with you. That kind of a thing and do it with a sincere heart. You want to maintain that marriage. You want to be happy. This all has to come from a sincere heart. And I'll talk about a little bit later on here. What if you don't feel like it? We'll talk about that in a minute, but let me keep going about what we do. What Leanne and I do to keep everything going really good. Tell your wife or your husband how attractive they are to you. Let them know when they're looking good to you. Now, if you have a mate that shall we say is kind of relaxed in that area you know when you're dating you know you you try to look your best all the time whenever you're around that that love interest of yours you know you want to have your hair just right you want to smell just right you want to have you know nice clean sharp clothes on well if you have a mate that's kind of relaxed in that area they don't try to look as good as they did when you were dating if you tell them that they're looking good whenever you see just a little bit of an improvement they're probably going to try to get that reinforcement more often. And so they might try a little bit at a time to improve just a little bit more. Is this manipulation? No, I don't think it's manipulation. It's just you letting them know when you think they're doing something right. Instead of always saying, yeah, why don't you ever get, the, get out of those sweats and put something nice on? Don't do that when they accidentally put on something that's better than the sweats, say, hey, that really looks good on you. Smile and, and don't, don't, you know, do it in a way that, that it, it's, it's real. Just be sincere in your praises. Oh, and speaking of that, praise your mate regularly in public. Say how proud you are to be with her or with him. And tell them when it's just the two of you, too. Speak the words. Don't assume that they know what you're thinking. Tell them, I'm so glad that you're mine. You know, that's one of the things, Leanne and I have, are, are coming up on our, oh, 16th or 17th wedding anniversary. Oh, he doesn't know the number? We... we <laughs> it's the 16th uh, it's okay because we we've been <laughs> we've been together for almost 20 years and we we often um, joke about well you know what what year is it this year so it's a, that's okay the important thing is that it's not important to us how many years it is but I still to this day say I am so glad that I'm married to you I am so lucky to be married to you I am so glad That you're my wife. You look so beautiful today and she knows that I mean it and I know when she means it when she tells me the same thing. Here's something else we do. Now Leanne is much better at this than I am, but write love notes and hide them in unexpected places. Put one in her purse Put one in his lunch or his briefcase. How about the laptop? You know, you just close that thing and and have a note in there so that the next time they open up that laptop, they'll have a special little love note from you. Tell them in the note why you love them. Tell them how sexy they are, how beautiful or strong or feminine or manly. Make your husband or your wife glad that they are a man or a woman and let them know that You know how lucky you are to be married to them. Say that in the note. You say, oh, Steve, I'm not that kind of guy. Or I don't, you know, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Listen, if it comes from your heart, it doesn't matter if it's flowery or not. Say it, write it. Then ladies, put some lipstick on and, and give it a kiss so that when he opens up that note, he sees your kiss there do unexpected things to help them through their day. Here's something that I've started doing. Um, This is December, and it's a very slow time of the year for our business. And uh, we've had some financial difficulties this year. And Leanne, bless her heart, has gone out and gotten a part-time job working at a local mall. Now, the mall's about I don't know, 10-12 uh, miles from where we live and she works the night shift and sometimes she doesn't get off until eleven thirty, twelve, twelve thirty 12 at night because what she's doing is helping to clean up this particular department store uh, a department in there after all the, the Christmas shoppers have gone through and made a mess of the department she goes in and um, helps to clean things up well I have started driving her to and from work she didn't expect me to do that first few nights she drove herself and I got to thinking you know what because she's working we don't get to see each other as much as we're used to in our business we work you know we're together 24 7 most of the time so you know I missed her and so I said honey I'm going to take you to work tonight And I picked her up and the other morning I picked her up at like, I don't know, 1.30, 1.45 in the morning and totally unexpected, but it's from my heart. It's a protective type thing too. I don't want her out there late, you know, um, things have happened at that mall. We live in a a nice area, but there have been some problems down there. And so I just have taken it upon myself to stay up and then go pick her up when she's off work totally unexpected but something out of love from my heart for her i figured if she's sacrificing for our family this way that's the least i can do and so she was talking to uh, some of the ladies in the uh network the other day and somebody said what a rotten husband she had blah 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 not leanne but this one woman and leanne it worked out where she mentioned what I'm doing. And this gal said, you know know what it was? The lady was saying, or this, it was actually, it's a young woman, you know, how there's no good men. And, you know, she's single and, you know, just doesn't like men. And and then I'm already good. And so Leanne told her what I'm doing. And the, the gal said, how long have you been married? Leanne said, we're coming up on 16 years. And she says, oh man, she says, they just don't make them like that anymore. So, I'm glad that Leanne feels that way about me, but that's because we both put the work into it, to love each other. Another thing to do, date. Take time to do things together, just the two of you, a nice dinner maybe, a walk, go for a drive, go park someplace. Remember what it was like when you were dating and do that. For some of us, that was an awful long time ago. But put some thought into it. Do what you did when you were falling in love and keep doing it. It's never time to stop doing that stuff. Never. Hold hands when you're together. Hold hands when you're walking, even at the supermarket. Don't be afraid to be childish. It doesn't matter how old you are. Be a kid with your husband or your wife. I'm 51, and I love to play with my wife. And I'm not talking about in the romantic way there. I'm talking about just being silly. We do silly things together. Now, I can hear some of you saying, well, Steve, that's great for you, but my wife and and I are beyond all of that. We just can't have fun like that, or I don't feel like that will work for us. Listen, one thing to remember is this. Feelings will follow actions. It's true. If you start doing some of these things, and it's been a long time since you did anything remotely like this stuff, it's probably gonna feel very uncomfortable. But stick with it. Take baby steps, but do take the steps. Make the effort. Chances are you will be handsomely rewarded with a spouse that will begin to reciprocate. If it's been a long time, it's probably even going to take a little while for that to happen. But if your heart is sincere, you have a great chance of beginning a new chapter in your marriage. But feelings will follow actions. Keep that in mind. You want to start a new chapter in your marriage? Do these things, whether you feel like it or not. And speaking of books, by the way, let me read to you from the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is even called the love chapter. Let me read to you what the Apostle Paul said about love. He said, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices. Now, let me tell you, these were things that it is not. Now, here we go with what it is. It rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. And then the last thing he says is love never fails all of that my friend is a decision it's very easy to be rude isn't it well this says love is not rude and you have to decide not to be rude it says love is not, not self-seeking now see that's totally opposite of our natural tendencies isn't it check that out grab a bible learn this this is found in first corinthians 13 4 through first corinthians 13 8. i'll have this up on the website too lifespringpodcast.com look at that learn it love it live it okay here's another thing say i love you say it often Don't assume that since you said it when you got married, that that base is covered. It's not. You need to say it every day. And you need to say it multiple times. And say it in different ways. Have fun, even with this. Leanne and I have our special little ways that we say I love you, other than just those three words, I love you, which we say often. But we have other little fun things that we do with that as well. Discover some of those fun things in those some ways. Sometimes it's just a special look, and I can look at her across the room, and she'll know what I'm thinking, because we've practiced the I love you language, and it's very obvious to each of us when the other is saying I love you, but we do make it an effort to to say it and to do it. There is so much more to this subject, but we're just going to have one more show in this marriage mini series, because I know not everybody that listens to the podcast is married. And, uh, I don't want to, you know, run this into the ground completely, but next week, like I say, we're going to be talking to Steve O'Brien, my brother-in-law. And, uh, I don't want you to miss that. We're going to be talking a lot about what he's learned in the ministry. And so that's, uh, that's, what's going to happen next week. Now, I've got one more song that I want to play for you, once I pull that one down. And this song here is a very, very special Christmas song. Uh, This was done uh, by a collection of artists, uh, 30-some, 32, I think, artists. Uh, These are pod-safe artists. And uh, this is called If Every Day Were Christmas. It was written by a guy by the name of Slough. And you can uh, listen to this. You'll hear the different artists. And we'll we'll talk just a little bit more about it once the song is over. But it's a great song. Very, very popular right now in podcasting.
1: First winter snow outside my window Feels like that time again to me The mistletoe A Christmas show And the lighting of that famous Christmas tree People are shopping for their loved ones And making plans for a Christmas
0: That's Podsafe for Peace, If Every Day Were Christmas. It's a result of a unique benefit project initiated by Adam Curry. The song is a collaboration between 32 singers from nine countries, a group collectively known as Podsafe for Peace. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. They're all brought together by the populist phenomenon of podcasting and the desire to pool their talents for a worthy cause. I'm reading from the podsafeforpeace.org website right now. And few causes make more sense at Christmas time than UNICEF. Here's the deal you can go by their website, podsafeforpeace.org. You can buy that song just 99 cents, and all the proceeds are going to UNICEF. So, uh, you know, it's a great song. And uh, if you feel like you want to uh, make a, a contribution to UNICEF, go by the Podsafe for Peace website. And click on that little "Buy Now" button there, and uh, it's just like you know doing the iTunes thing at ninety-nine cents. Uh, that's an easy thing to do, and uh, you'll you'll support a worthy cause there. When his thirty-eight caliber revolver failed to fire at his intended victim during a holdup in Long Beach, California, would-be robber James Elliot did something that can only inspire wonder. He peered down the barrel and tried the trigger again, and this time it worked. (laughs) Okay, most criminals are not the brightest people, and there's another example. But he's out of the gene pool. Steve, I can't believe you said that. Well, you know, what can you say? Let's see here. Um, After stopping for drinks at an illegal bar... A Zimbabwean bus driver found that the 20 mental patients he was supposed to be transporting from Harar to um, Bulawayo had escaped. Not wanting to admit his incompetence, the driver went to a nearby bus stop and offered everyone there uh, a free ride. (laughs) Then he delivered the passengers to the mental hospital, or when he delivered the hospital or the patients to the mental hospital. I'll get it um, out here in just a second. Uh, telling the staff that the patients were very excitable and they were prone to bizarre to bizarre fantasies. Now, get this: the deception was not discovered for three days. <laughs> and one one last one. Okay, seems that an Arkansas guy. I, I'm going to use this one since uh, I have some family back in Arkansas. Uh, No, I'm not related to the Clintons. Uh, Seems like an Arkansas guy wanted some beer pretty badly. He decided that he'd just throw a cinder block through a liquor store window, grab some booze, and then run. So he lifted the cinder block and heaved it over his head at the window. The cinder block (laughs) bounced back and hit the would-be thief in the head, knocking him unconscious. The liquor store window was made of plexiglass, and the whole event was caught On videotape. So there you go. And, uh, you know, I said one more, but here's a five-star Stupidity Award winner. When a man attempted to siphon gasoline from a motorhome parked on a Seattle street, he got much more than he bargained for. Police arrived at the scene to find a very sick man curled up next to a motorhome near spilled (laughs) sewage. A police spokesman said that the man admitted to trying to steal gasoline and plugged his siphon hose into the motorhome sewage tank by mistake. The owner of the vehicle declined to press charges, saying that it was the best laugh that he's ever had. So there you go. I'm Steve Webb. I'm your host. Uh, Any of uh, your comments are welcome at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. You can phone in a message to 206-350-CALL. Couldn't be easier, you call that in there and I will have that delivered to my email box. Uh, don't forget to go by the Lifespring Podcast show notes page at LifespringPodcast.com. So we'll be back uh, next week for one last marriage show. Remember, my name is Steve Webb, I'm your host. And I'm going to get out of here with just that closing instead of going through the long thing that I normally do. I'm going to try and get you out of here. According to what I'm looking at, we're we're close to 50 minutes and I'm really sorry about that. Maybe I'll go back and edit some of it out. Or not. Hey, thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you're here. God bless you. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. And this has been in touch productions podcast. I'll see you next time. God bless you.